hello. It's Elizabeth Busby here. Thank you so much for joining me for the Discerning Marriage Podcast. I am really, really, really pumped to have my friend Katerie Bean, who's with Catholic Match here with me today. Um, she is just such an incredible wealth of information. The things that she is doing, I love, I love Instagram. That's my like social media of choice. And she has done such incredible things with it, with their Catholic Match Instagram. And the resources that she has on there are so valuable. And I also, some of my very best friends met on Catholic Match and I adore them. So I'm a big Catholic Match fan and I love having Katerie here to talk with us about things. I'm delighted that she's joining me again. Hey, Katerie. Hey there. I'm so happy to be back. It actually kind of feels just like yesterday that I was on this podcast, but that really was like a year and a half ago. So it was super excited to be back. Yes. Last time we were on (laughs) it, we were talking about it before the show. And last time she was on, I was in my kitchen during nap time doing this. And now I have a a producer. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I think the last time we talked, it was either like right before COVID or like in the midst of COVID. And it just feels like yesterday, but also a lifetime ago at the same time. It's so (laughs) wild. And I'm so impressed because one of your big goals with your Catholic Match Instagram right after you got the job was to hit your 10,000 followers. And you are way beyond that, almost Mm -hmm. double that now. Like you've just done such cool things with it. Yeah, I really hope that I can double it by the end of this year. Um, So anyway, if you're listening, please go follow Catholic Match on Instagram. We're at Catholic Match. Please go follow us. Um, A lot of great dating content's there, and you'll help me meet my goal. So go follow us. And she'll help you because the content she has on there is so good. Like, seriously, y'all go check it out. But we're not on Instagram right now. We are on our podcast YouTube thing. It's a podcast on Mm -hmm. YouTube. And I have her on. We are going to be talking about breakup logistics. (laughs) Um, Some of my favorite. Oh, my gosh. There's a wasp. You guys, there's a wasp in here. Can everyone just say, like, like, ask St. Francis right now because prayer is outside of time that this wasp does not attack me in the middle of this okay because we are live and you guys are going to have to watch the really embarrassing way that I react to this wasp okay here we go there's a wasp St. Francis all right right, we're back Katerie is so brave and I'm not okay well I'm like hundreds of miles away so that's true though she is not in any danger of this wasp okay here we go we're going what was I saying I was talking about breaking breakups yeah. It's kind of metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Really, wasps are unpleasant. Breakups yeah. are unpleasant. I feel like it's just like a, a metaphor for what we're talking about. Um, yes. So some of my most popular episodes are on breakups. Some of um, the comments that I get, or actually probably I would say like the things that I get when I hear from people about like, we want more content on this. Can you please talk more about this? Or I didn't hear this anywhere else. I'm interested in more of what you have to say are about breakups. But if you follow on their Instagram, they talk about breakups on there. So I knew Katerie was a perfect person to process time. this with me. Yep. Yeah. It's a real part of discernment. Like you cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot freely discern marriage without recognizing that there's a real possibility that there will be a breakup. And so it's so yep. important to be able to do that while upholding everyone's dignity. It's just, it just is, but people mm-hmm. aren't talking about it because no one likes to talk about unpleasant things. But right. Katerie will talk about yeah. it with me, won't you, girl? You'll talk about it with me. Sure will. Okay, yeah. so I prepared some questions. I'm just going to ask her the questions. I'll get your feedback first, Kittery, and then if we want to like dialogue about it, sure. we can, or I'll just go on to the next one. So how does that sound? Yeah, yeah, that right. sounds great to me. Here we go. All right, so because you work at Catholic Match and you really have like a front row seat to all of these relationship dynamics all over the world, really, um, so many of the relationships that you get to see play out on the whole spectrum, right? So some of them end in marriage, some of them end in breakups. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to uphold the dignity of your soon-to-be former significant other um, during the breakup process, right? You're dating and you're transitioning Mm -hmm. to not dating, but that process in itself is messy. So how do we uphold 
that yeah. person's dignity. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's, like you said, it's super messy, um, but as difficult and as awkward and as uncomfortable as it is, there are a few things that you really should do um, when you are considering breaking up with someone or you're actually in the process of breaking up with someone. And first and foremost, I think is you need to respect yourself, but you also really need to respect your ex or your soon to be uh, future <laughs> ex, however you want to refer to that person. Um, unfortunately, in this day and age, um, respect for people, whether they're your ex or your neighbor or your stranger or, you know, um, someone that you know really well, respect is becoming less and less common in so many different mm. ways in this culture. And as Catholics, we are called to uphold the dignity of every single human being, um, including during a breakup, you know, whether you absolutely can't stand them anymore or you mm. still really love them, it's just not going to work out. Um, respect is key. And there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. Um, it will vary depending on your circumstances and your relationship and uh, certainly how long you've actually been together. But I think first and foremost is approaching the situation with respect and with care for that person because they are a person. God loves them. And because God loves them, you should care about them too. I love that. I love your idea of, or like what you what you posited about respect just isn't something that people think about anymore. I think that's really true. Yeah. I think we're just not like our culture has shifted away from it, which is such a bummer because mm -hmm. it's yeah. important. And yeah. especially online too. It's I feel so like yeah. I feel like people aren't very respectful online. It's like driving. Like you forget there's a mm -hmm. human on the other side sure. of that. And yeah, yeah I, I just, I think it's a good reminder, especially, you know, meeting online. I think that it's important mm -hmm. to remember like they're still a real person, of course. So when you're going through right. the breakup, respect them. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of why I mentioned um, it, how you handle the situation really is going to differ depending on how long you were with this person. I wouldn't necessarily call it a breakup if you've only messaged online back and forth a few times and then, you know, you never even met in person. However, if you want to end the conversation, that is some type of a breakup and you should still end it with respect for that person. Uh, like you mentioned, sometimes when you're interacting with people online, it's really easy to forget that there's an actual person behind the screen. And so that's why I'm here to really encourage people to stop ghosting each other online. Um, as tempting as that is, as widespread as that is, um, ghosting is not a good option. And it's very disrespectful to the person on the other end of the phone. So um, please don't ghost people. Um, and again, I can certainly dive into the, this topic a little further, like depending on where you're at in a relationship. But I think early on, ghosting is not a good option. And it is kind of a form of a breakup. So respect needs to come into play there as well. That brings me directly to the next thing I want to talk about, which is what are some practical examples okay. of what not to do? Right. Um, so I think sometimes yeah. the people can get behind the general idea of like, yes, I want to be respectful. Yes, I want to uphold your dignity. But when you're in the moment and you're having mm -hmm. all of these big feelings and you're probably feeling afraid and you're probably feeling yeah. anxious or maybe you're just really excited and ready for it to ha end or maybe you're devastated, but yeah. it has to, it can be hard to remember mm -hmm how like you may remember the ideal it can be hard to apply that to real life so what are some practical sure. examples besides not ghosting that you've seen mm -hmm. that someone should not do yeah so we have a couple of articles actually on the catholic match blog one of them of i think is titled do. how to break up as a catholic so i really recommend and um i'll probably send you the link after this Please. maybe you can link it in the show notes but it's really just like a step-by-step -step guide of how to break up as a catholic and before I dive into that, I'm going to say I'm speaking very generally here. Every relationship is different and unique and has um, 
often very different struggles, but generally speaking, there's a couple of things you should do um, when you are breaking up with someone. And I think the first step is when you actually do decide to break up with them or have a conversation about breaking up, I think you need to do that at a time that you're not super hot-headed and you don't mm. have a lot of these raging emotions. Um, you are going to have emotions about it. Emotions are part of being human. And I'm not telling you that it's wrong to have these emotions. But what I am saying is if you need to have a very difficult, serious conversation with your significant other or your soon-to-be ex, you should let some of those feelings cool off. You know, go for a walk, put the phone down, um, go pray if you can, and get in a proper mind space before you actually have this conversation and break up with someone. Um, I realize that's easier said than done. Um, when you're really angry or you're really hurt or you're really sad, you probably want to get right to the point and flesh it out and end things right then and there. But I really encourage you to step away, cool down, pray, and then come back to the conversation when you're in a better mindset. Um, this will help you avoid saying really stupid things that you might regret saying um, you know, later on down the road. And it will also help you to treat that person with respect, treat yourself with respect, and hopefully leave the relationship on a better note. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think that's super helpful advice. That's just good advice in general. Like, it's not a good idea to yeah. talk when you're yeah. about anything, really, especially unpleasant things when you're really, really emotional. Yeah. It's also yeah. the sort of thing that'll come in handy when you're parenting. So it's good practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't practice. think, I mean, obviously, I'm generally speaking here and I make these same mistakes over and over again. But generally speaking, I think it's best to avoid making a really big life changing decision when you're like in the heat of the moment and you have these raising emotions because that's when you can easily make a mistake or say something you'll regret. So do you have any thoughts for if a person goes into a conversation, like a breakup conversation mm -hmm. without those like ragey feelings, but then they develop them in yeah. the middle of it? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, obviously yeah. in a normal conversation, I'm, you'd be like, yeah. let's pause and refresh. Is that yeah. possible in a breakup? Is that advisable in a breakup? What do you think? I, again, I'm generally speaking here, and it really probably will depend on each person, but I think there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, let me hit pause, you know, let me take a breather, whether, and of course, if you're talking on the phone versus being in person, those are two very different things too. Um, but I think there's nothing wrong with hitting pause and saying, hey, like we both have a lot of stuff going on here. This is an ongoing conversation. Um, and I think it would be best if we just hit pause for a few minutes or even a day, sleep on it, come back to it. Um, it's important to learn how you react to certain things, um, whether you're going to stay with this person or not. Um, I kind of hate the word trigger, but it is helpful to know like what your triggers are and how you react to certain things that really bother you. Um, and it's super important for you to learn to control your emotions and learn, um, you know, what your triggers are and how to calm yourself down so you don't end up in the heat of the moment in a terrible argument that could have been easily avoided. That's just good advice for right now, you guys. Um, maybe take a second <laughs> and go to adoration or something and like think through mm -hmm. the things that have triggered you. I mean, the, so to define that, it's yeah. like if something happens in the moment and you have a really strong emotional reaction that's not consistent with what happened in the moment, you've probably been triggered, right? Yeah. You've probably been, um, yeah. something in the past has been stirred up. And typically mm -hmm. those it happens enough times that you can recognize what those are for you. So maybe even like make a list right. of them right now, even if you're not thinking about breaking up, like yeah. it's just good to know. And then also mm -hmm. just practice that kind of skill, you know, of like pushing pause in a conversation and like saying, okay, I need to, 
I need to figure out how to calm myself down. Because even if you don't end up breaking yeah. up with the person you're dating, that's still a really good skill to have. Like you'll still need it yeah. eventually. It will in your serve life. you well in all of your relationships, whether they're romantic or not, it will serve you in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It will serve you with your future children one day. So I think all of that's super important. The one other note I want to make on that and I was just reading an article about this the other day and I was like, wow, this is like so simple yet so true. This really stands out to me. It was um, whether you're breaking up or not, I think any conversation, it's important to come into it, you know, when you're actually somewhat in a good mindset. And by that, I mean, you're well rested. You're not having this conversation mm. at three o'clock in the morning. Um, you're not starving. You aren't eating this. You're not talking about this, you know, two minutes before you're about to have dinner and you're so hungry and you're not thinking straight. You're not maybe doing this in a public setting where things can be really awkward or in front of family or friends, um, a breakup or just any intense conversation that you're going to have in this relationship. It's so important to respect that person by preparing yourself mentally and physically for it. And then also having the respect to do it in a setting where you can both be comfortable and you can both be honest with each other instead of, you know, like at Starbucks or Mm. in the backseat of a car or, you know, wherever. Um, So often I hear these like horror stories of like someone who, you know, broke up with someone like at their family's dining room table. And like, I can't imagine how uncomfortable that must have been. So have respect for the other person by doing it in a setting that makes sense and also making sure you got a good night's sleep. That is such good advice. Just in ge- again, in general. So I, I really like how you're kind of generalizing this to just use good communication techniques for yeah. tough conversations. <laughs> like yeah. this isn't even breakup exclusive stuff. Um, but I do sure. have one yeah. thing that I've heard. It's one of my pet peeves. Uh, you might have no emotional mm-hmm. attachment to it. So maybe you can speak a little bit more objectively. Okay, cool. But I will. I see situations where people, when they're breaking up, either as an attempt to make it feel easier for the person to receive or as an avoiding having to really take ownership for like, I just don't want to do this anymore. There's this like blaming okay. on God, you know, like God told me I need to break oh, up with you man. or God wants me to oh, end this relationship. I, yeah. mm. Are you having feelings yeah. about it too? It's not just me. Oh yeah, no, I totally <laughs> am. And I, I have, unfortunately, um, I, I know. So I'm very much in the Catholic world. Most of my friends and family are Catholic. So I've had my fair share of Catholic breakup stories. And that is, that's a terrible excuse. I'm just going to call it for what it is. That's a terrible hey, excuse. You know, um, discernment is one thing you discerned, hopefully through prayer, um, that you're not supposed to be with this person. That's a real thing. However, don't put all the blame on God. I think that's that's honestly just weird. It's kind of a strange cop out. Um, just call it for what it is. Um, you can say I prayed about this. I discerned about this. This relationship isn't going any further. Um, but don't don't come to it like you're doing somewhat like doing this crazy holy act and mm-hmm. God came and told you to do this because that's just a little weird. You wouldn't do that with anything else either. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. And I discernment is one thing, but putting that kind of label on it, I'm not a fan. And it's so, it's so consistent with how we know that God moves, right? It's so very, 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 very not the norm that God sends an archangel to tell you exactly what to do, right? Like it happened in the Bible. So I do suppose it's possible. It's unlikely that it's happening to you. Like it is okay if you don't want to be in the relationship with him. And that's how God is letting you Mm -hmm. know that you don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Like you have a reason, right? Maybe you just don't like them. Maybe you're just you there's like an element of them as a person that you don't enjoy you don't enjoy the friendship anymore you don't see a future with them because of x y and z like those are unpleasant things to say but you Mm -hmm. are doing them and yourself and god a disservice by not just taking ownership over that right 
And I think too, it provides this opportunity for the other person to have this skewed relationship with God now, because if they feel like God is telling them to stay and you're saying God is saying, Mm -hmm. no, this is horrible. I mean, that just doesn't really set the other person up for great success either in their spiritual life. Like it would be so much better to just have the courage to tell them what you're thinking. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Or I just Mm -hmm. don't enjoy X about you or whatever, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it would be more compassionate to just tell the truth than to try to use Mm -hmm. that kind of cop out. I'm glad you know that. Yeah. That's another point that I wanted to bring up um, on the same note of this respect, having respect for your ex includes being honest with them. Now there's a very fine line between being honest with them and, you know, giving them too much information. Um, but I do think it's super important for you to be very clear with your ex, why you're breaking up with them and being completely honest about it. Kind of on the like reverse side of this, something I see a lot with Catholics and I'm sure Christians, um, is when a couple or when a boyfriend or girlfriend decides they want to break up, uh, they, they really sugarcoat it because they don't want to say something and potentially offend or hurt their ex, which that's coming from a very good place, right? Like that's good. But when you sugarcoat it and you're breaking up, that can lead to a lot of confusion. It can very easily mislead someone. And it often leads to you causing more harm than good. Because if you're breaking up with someone and you're like, no, I love you. You're great. You're perfect. You're, you're just this incredible person. Everything about this relationship is perfect, but I'm breaking up with you. Like, that's a very confusing thing. And if I were in a situation like that, I'd be like, okay, but then you know, why are you breaking up with me? If I'm mm. so great and this relationship is so perfect, then why are you leaving? So I think part of being respectful um, to your ex includes being honest. And again, there's a fine line between being too honest, um, but you should share, you know, you can, it's as simple as saying like, you know, I don't think our goals for our futures align exactly. You're not really the type of person that I'm looking for. Um, I like you, but I'm just not feeling the chemistry. Um, that sort of thing. You can, you can be honest without being mean and you can Mm. break up with someone kindly, but without sugarcoating it. And I think that's so important. And Catholics are guilty of this left and right. And it comes from a good place, but I, I am all for honesty and breakups because you kind of need that to actually end things. Yes. And leaving the door open is honestly more cruel than just telling it like it is. Um, a clean break 100%. while more painful in the moment heals yeah. so much better. So yeah, yes. I completely agree. Yeah. There's so much ambiguity and people being super vague about why mm-hmm. they don't want to talk to you anymore. They don't want to put a label on it or whatever, whatever, wherever you're at in this relationship. And that honestly, I think it causes more harm than, than most people think. So Absolutely. I think a clean break is super important and you should be super clear that this relationship is over. Give a very brief description as to why it's over and then you need to move on and by that she means physically leave physically leave the place physically leave yes Yes. you need to yes yes and i don't this is somewhat i guess related but also the another pitfall i see so many people getting into is they break up with someone and they're like oh well that's okay i'm just gonna be best friends with my ex and i'm sorry but once you're dating with someone you really can't go back to being best friends with your ex like that's just not going to work out um you know the, the, the only outcome is you guys actually do end up getting married or then you each marry other people and now you have this weird friendship with your ex. So I am also for saying, no, we're not going to be friends anymore. This is over. This is the end. Don't leave the door open um, because, again, that's going to ca- cause so much more harm than good. 
Yes. And again, it feels less painful in the moment to be like, we can still be friends. But the reality yeah. is, what does it take Absolutely. to be a friend? It takes vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It takes trust. Yeah. Um, it takes quality time. It takes, um, yeah. in a certain sense, it takes an exclusivity to have a good friend because like, I'm not going to yeah. go out and the things I would tell my close friends, I'm not going to go out and tell everybody. Or I ought not go out and tell everybody, yeah. right? So there's a sense in mm-hmm. which I am, am treating you differently than the average person. Well, yeah. How, where's the, if you're still going to do all those things with this person, where's the line? You know, I mean, physical intimacy, sure. Right. But from an emotional perspective, I mean, there's still a lot mm-hmm. there that can like tie the other person to you. Yeah. And if they want to be in the relationship yeah. still and they still love you and they saw, mm-hmm. or they saw feelings for you or they, yeah. from their perspective, they're not convinced you're not their spouse. How confusing is that? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's so yeah. hard. It's a, it's a complete form of leading yeah. someone on, you know, whether you mean to or not, it's completely that. And then furthermore, if you're that person that's still kind of in love with them and, you know, you're holding on to that friendship when really you want a romantic relationship, that's going to prevent you from being open to meeting someone else new, someone who God might actually have in mind for you. And so that's a huge, huge hinder, like that will hinder you in so many different ways. So I just really encourage everyone, you know, if you've gone through a breakup, then let your ex be your ex. They're not your new best friend. Let's be your ex. And certainly pray and discern about it. Maybe God will bring them back into your life. Maybe you just weren't meant to be together right here, right now. But you're in the right here, right now. So let them be your ex. Well said. And yes, I completely agree with what you're saying of maybe in the future, the Lord will allow you guys to come back together. Maybe in the future, you can be friends. Maybe in the future, you guys can be couples friends if that's... You know, that's not necessarily my cup of tea, but maybe for other people, you want to do that. Um, And there's nothing objectively wrong with it, but... What we can say, and I think you would totally agree with me, correct me if I'm wrong, but you and I would would both say that your chances of having a healthy friendship with them moving forward are better if you just have a clean break now (laughs) and you just like cut it off. Like, cause if you have Mm -hmm. this weird sort of friend, sort of not, the boundaries are funky. It's just your heart's in a meat grinder. Like there's, (laughs) there's no way that you're going to come out of that intact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ambiguity in any type of relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, is just never a good thing. So I would avoid it at all costs. Just be honest, be clear, be very clear what you're looking for um, and where you're at, and that will serve you well. Well said. All right, so do you have any thoughts then on the timing of getting into a new formal discernment with someone? So I know that could either be like getting back on Catholic Match, like, you know, with a refreshed profile, or just finding other means of like, finding someone to go on a date or accepting, like saying yes to going on a date. Do you have any thoughts on like the timing or, um, cause I know the timing can be sort of hard of the, like what kind of emotional sure. milestones should you meet in your heart before you oh, yeah. okay. either get back on Catholic match or say yes to somebody in another way? No. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely do. Um, so again, like I, as with everything, I'm just going to caveat it by saying like, it's going to be different for every person. Like yes. there is no right timeline for every single person. So I'm very, I'm speaking very generally here. Um, however, the, like I mentioned earlier, there's a very big difference between say, um, being online and chatting with someone for a few weeks versus having dated someone seriously for three years, or maybe even getting engaged and then breaking it off. So, um, there's a wide range, which means there's going to be a wide range of timeline. However, um, like you said, there's a couple of milestones I think that are important to make note of and maybe try to achieve for yourself. I think first of all, is healing. Um, from any past relationship wounds, whether it's something really small or something really big. Um, relationships have a huge impact on us. And they have a huge impact on how we're going to interact with other people going forward, how we feel about ourselves, our relationship with God. 
So I think first and foremost, it's super important to heal from anything negative that came from this past relationship. Maybe there's nothing. Great. Um, I kind of doubt it. There's probably a few <laughs> things that you need to work through um, or just figure out for yourself. So first you need to heal. And again, healing is going to look very different um, for every person, but heal. Next, I think obviously you should be praying about it. You should be praying about your discernment and your future relationships and your vocation every single day, um, remaining open to God's will. Again, this is going to look super different for every single person, but being open to his will, being open to his call, your unique vocation is super important. Um, so with that being said, I don't think it necessarily is a smart thing to jump right back into a relationship or jump right back into online dating um, until you have healed from your past, but also have further discerned your vocation and prayed about it. Um, I kind of hate like the, the cop out of, oh, well, don't do anything until you've prayed about it. Cause like, I feel like Catholics <laughs> just say that all the time, but there is a reason why we say that all the time because it's super important. Um, so yes, get back into discerning, actively discerning um, and remaining open to where God calls you. And then, you know, leave the door open to him, see where he leads you. He might be calling you to, you know, better yourself and be single for a little while. He might be calling you to jump into online dating. He might be calling you to talk to that cute guy or girl after mass. <laughs> um, but unless you pray about it and unless you heal from any past issues, you it will be much harder to understand where he's leading you. Absolutely. And by prayer, too, I think um, I say this kind of a lot. This is one of my favorite things. But Pope Benedict said mm -hmm. in um, a book that he wrote once that the church fathers say that prayer properly understood is nothing other than becoming a longing for God. So, so many of us have this understanding yeah. of prayer as like what we learn as children, which is like we say, you know, before, just before mm -hmm. meals or just before you go to sleep and you're like, please bless mom sure. and dad and grandma and grandpa and the person at the grocery store and all of the, give me everything I want and yeah. let me be happy. Amen. Um, but really yeah. prayer is this like authentic conversation with the lover of your soul. And you are yeah. people who are discerning marriage, particularly people going through breakups, they're in touch with that longing. You know, like you, you're in touch with that longing for something deeper, for that connection, for whatever, whatever it is. So you have this unique opportunity to enter into prayer after a breakup in a really special way. And I've said this before, I will probably say it again, that the cross really, if you understand it um, and what's going on, the cross is like the world's worst breakup, like the wor bre worst breakup mm -hmm. the world has ever seen. It's the lover, you know, wanting to give himself to humanity and humanity's like, yeah, I'm not having that. Like, I'm not interested yeah. in that relationship with you anymore. Mm -hmm. So like Christ on the cross really understands your suffering and your heart. And um, I just think that it's one of those things that's really, it's a really special opportunity for prayer. So while I do think that there are some like copping out that can be done by saying you're praying, but you're not really, yeah. um, there yeah. really is also an opportunity for real deep intimacy with the Lord in that suffering. So I'm so glad you brought that up because I do think that that yeah. you're in a really unique position. Um, in that kind of suffering that you can really enter into mm -hmm. the heart of Christ as you're discerning. Yeah, definitely. Um, we actually had a great piece on the Catholic Max blog recently, and it was kind of walking you through how to heal from a breakup and also talking Perfect. about Christ's suffering on the cross. So I'm going to send you a link to that afterwards. Yep. Because I think anyone that's gone through a breakup, whether it's like years ago or much more recently, should definitely read it because everything you just said is kind of in it. And it reminds you like, Suffering is a part of life. Breakups are a part of life. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't stay in a relationship that's not working out for you to avoid the suffering. Um, suffering is just well part, part of life. 
Well so said. anyways, yes, embrace the suffering because it's not going to last forever. And that's the only way you can get to the resurrection, right? There's no Easter Sunday without yep. a Good Friday. There's no resurrection without a crucifixion. Exactly. Like life comes from death and you have mm-hmm. a chance to enter into that in a really unique way in a breakup. And I don't yeah. want you to miss it. Yeah. I don't want you to waste all that suffering, exactly. you know, and miss the opportunity to get to know Christ better and your heart better. Okay. So my very mm-hmm. last question for you, I love asking this at the end okay. of all of my interviews. Um, I'm a very practical minded okay. person. Um, I, well, okay. let me, let me say this in a different way. I'm a very idealistic person. And if I don't take a practical takeaway, I can get stuck in the ideals. And then it's not particularly helpful to me because it's like, oh, look at all these great things. But there has to be a grounding. So I've become very practical minded in that sense of wanting to give my listeners something practical to do. So this whole conversation of breakup logistics, you know, someone who's discerning marriage, either they're thinking about breaking up or they're like, they have some warning signs, they're not sure. Or they just Uh want to be truly free to say yes to God, whether that's we're breaking mm-hmm. up or we're getting married. What is one practical tip based on this conversation that you would say that someone could go implement today? Ooh, there's a lot. <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down to one. Okay, you can um, have three. Give, I, me some, give me a couple tips. Oh boy, okay. I'll give you a couple. So I think um, one thing um, that I didn't really get to touch upon, but I think is super important is um, for Catholics, but for everyone, um, is just a reminder that breakups aren't a failure. I think a lot of people shy away from breaking up with someone because they're so afraid of being seen as a failure or like talking about, oh, this relationship failed. And so I really want to encourage everyone that because you broke up, that doesn't, it certainly doesn't mean that you're a failure. And it definitely doesn't mean that that relationship was a failure. It's just a part of the discernment process. It means you discerned through the relationship and then you realized that the relationship couldn't go any further, shouldn't go any further. So you discerned out of it. And so it literally is just a part of the dating process, part of the discernment process, part of finding your vocation. So first I would remind people that breaking up doesn't mean you're a failure. Um, It's so important. And I think sometimes Catholics, we see like, oh, we're dating. So we're definitely going to get married. And Mm. if we do anything else, then that's a failure. No, not all relationships end in marriage. A lot of them end in breakups. And that's just a fact. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a sin to break up with someone. It's not a sin to date someone and then decide you don't want a second date or you don't want a 50th date. Like that's just a part of the process. Um, The other thing I would remind people um, is like, remember your worth. If someone broke Mm. up with you, um, it can be very difficult. It can be really, really hard to remember your worth. Um, I know this today, we've talked a lot about you breaking up with someone and we didn't really touch upon someone breaking up with you. and break, someone breaking up with you, it's awful. It's really hard, especially if you didn't see it coming, especially if it's the last thing you wanted. Um, so just remember your worth and remember that God does have a plan for you. It may or may not be that person, but he does have a plan for you. And there probably isn't anything catastrophically wrong with you because someone broke up with you. Um, again, just part of the process. And for my number three tip is whether you're breaking up with someone or someone broke up with you, before you enter into a new relationship, definitely look at um, maybe some areas that you could improve because no one's perfect. And I think your single years are a great time to really better yourself and become the type of person that someone will want to marry and dedicate the rest of their lives to. So whether it's just like getting a new haircut or buying some new clothes or maybe working out or picking up an extra hour of prayer or volunteering somewhere, like whatever it is, whatever, will, you know, give you a little excitement in your life, but also make you feel better about yourself and hopefully make you an all around better person. Do it, do it before you enter into another relationship because it can be very fruitful. And 
I think it's just a great time to really look at yourself honestly, see what can be improved, what should be improved um, before you go on and meet someone there. That that's awesome. it. That's my three. advice. <laughs> Those are great. Thank awesome. you. I'm glad I let you go to three. <laughs> Those are really good. Cool. Yeah, I wouldn't me have wanted too. to miss it's, one. It's hard to narrow down to one. Yeah. It is. So those are really great piece of advice. And I think they apply to different stages, you know, of where people are in their yeah. experience. So everyone can take something sure. away. So thank you so much for joining me. I really love chatting with you. I feel like you have this really yeah. awesome, just like straight shooting practicality about you that, that I just think is great. really fun um, to engage with. So hopefully this is not the end of our collaborations. Yeah. I'm so grateful for you. And yeah. everybody else who's listening, please check out Catholic Match. The Lord is doing such beautiful work. Um, through Catholic Match and through what y'all's ministry is doing for people. So please don't be afraid to check it out. It's awesome. Go check it out. Yep. Go follow us on Instagram. Like I said earlier, we're at Catholic Match. And then obviously go check us out on our website. You can create a free profile in like a minute and you can end up meeting your future spouse. So go check us out. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. And to all of you guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, I hope this was fruitful for you. P- please feel free to send me or Katerie on either of our Instagrams um, any direct messages if you have any questions or you just have feedback. We'd love to hear it. And until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. Bye. Bye.